Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Irreverent, entertaining, cool. You're listening to LA Talk Radio. Welcome to All Things Therapy. I'm your host, Lisa Tahir. I'm a licensed clinical social worker. I practice as an intuitive psychotherapist. And what that means is that I really rely upon my intuitive senses plus my education and 20 years of practice working directly with clients related to all sorts of issues from post-traumatic stress disorder from childhood trauma and abuse to soldiers that have been at war in Iraq and a whole host. I've, I've seen so many couples. I really love working with couples. I love working with students. And I'm saying this because today I'm doing a solo show. I invite you to call in if you'd like to, um, talking a bit about COVID-19 and where you can go to for some legitimate information in light of all the memes and all of the streaming of information that uh, it is it is warranted to work from home when you can and to keep yourself safe in those ways. So I have provided phone, FaceTime, and Skype therapy sessions for 20 years before the telehealth movement and such. And so I invite you to go online to schedule sessions with me. My information is at my website, which is nolatherapy.com, the abbreviation for New Orleans Los Angeles Therapy.com. And to spell it out quite simply, it's N O L A Therapy, T H E R A P Y.com. And you're able to book with me directly through my scheduling service. There, you can call me, you can email me, Lisa at NOLA Therapy, and I want to make sure that you're able to receive the therapy and mental health treatment that you need, especially going to this time of of fear and just concern and like, wow, what do I do? Confusion even around around the climate of the times with the coronavirus and seeing so many conferences, music festivals canceled schools closing I just received word yesterday in New Orleans where I live part-time Tulane University my alma mater for the school of social work and where I'm still a part of the glass department and the fitness staff that they have moved all their classes to online classes no more the campus is closing by next week and students are being moved from and out topic since it's not scripted today besides some of the research I've been doing about COVID-19. And particularly, I want to refer you to a podcast called Making Sense 
Sam Harris, Sam Harris making sense. I was listening to this podcast earlier and he had on a guest, Dr. Amish Adolja. He is an infectious disease and pandemic preparedness expert for Johns Hopkins University. And Johns Hopkins is really a clearinghouse of information right now to learn accurate and current information on COVID-19. And I was even kind of thinking, you know, this is my thought before I educated myself was this seems unnecessary to close down schools, cancel conferences and music festivals until I listened to Dr. Adolja of John Hopkins talk about how it's been about every 15 years that in the U.S. we have a pandemic such as COVID-19. And he went through the history going back to 1918 with, I think it was influenza, and how the best ways to stop these diseases from spreading is from people being quarantined and isolated. And it's the quickest way to shut down the spread of these viruses and diseases and that it's actually safer for all of us to, when we can work from home, to do that and to kind of get out ahead of it, in fact, and not wait until there's the first case of COVID-19 at your school or at your wherever it is to to try to get out of head, ahead of it in that way. And so I just want to refer you, I'm not an expert. I'm a psychotherapist. I'm an expert in mental health, not an infectious disease. And so Sam Harris, Making Sense, has two episodes that were really, really important, I think, to just listen to, to educate ourselves about. And uh, he talked about in 2018, the Trump administration cut the pan funding to the pandemic response team here in the U.S., thinking that it was not necessary. And so that's also part of the reason why there's not the staffing available should this continue to grow. And again, go to Sam Harris, Making Sense, make your own judgments and decisions. I'm not here to tell you what to do. I'm just here to offer resources of where you can learn and educate yourself. That's been very important to me in my life. And in light of this, I also want to speak the intention of wellness into this space. I just extend and exude the intention of wellness and protection to you listening to this show today, to your loved ones, to your family. I just speak wellness into our community, into our country, into the world, and just uh, as like a meditation and intention and prayer to just really send the the energy of wellness into our world right now. And I believe that this kind of intention setting and focus upon wellness and health and protection really does affect the outcome of things powerfully, along with doing the things that are suggested, like using disinfectants, say, on your yoga mat after doing a yoga class, adequately keeping up with, with hygiene, with cleaning, your office, your home, your place of work, hand washing for 20 seconds at a minimum with soap and water, wearing a mask if you feel sniffly, if you feel a cold coming on, just to protect others from whatever you might have and and keep it from spreading. So really taking personal responsibility around your health and the environments that you go in and out of. And uh, in my meditations, I've just been holding just health and and healing to people. I read an article last night as well in in Italy. They're having to go to a triage system of caring for people that have contracted coronavirus. And 
not having the medical staff to attend to the the spread and triaging like in times of war where the healthiest people are treated versus say the elderly so i really speak the intention of well-being into the the community of the elderly of our population and of our world their wisdom and knowledge and just how it's i think really indicated that we love and care for our elderly and respect them and learn from them and i just they've really been on my mind lately in the last few days just speaking their wellness and well-being and health and and everything protection around them it gets me a bit emotional i was really close to my grandparents oh i didn't expect to have this emotion they really raised me for a large portion of my life and i don't know what i would have done without them i don't know where i'd be in my life without their unconditional love and guidance i talk about them in my book that i have coming out there's a chapter in fact where i talk about mimi my grandmother and just remember remembering her reading to me at night before we went to sleep so those of you that have elderly relatives be sure to let them know how much you love and care about them they're such an important part of our world and often overlooked and discarded and i just really want to remind you if if it's not if they're not on your consciousness already maybe give them a call today make a visit make sure they know they're loved we see these articles coming across facebook i know i do with elderly people that that have gone a whole week without communicating with a human being and feeling isolated and depressed and just I know this doesn't have to be so um, and whatever you feel from me where there were no uh they were born in 1909 both of them what my grandfather in Eureka Springs Arkansas and my grandmother in Kiowa Oklahoma and they met in grade school in Arkansas and were like uh childhood sweethearts married for I don't more years than I've been alive and um just I really loved their stories my grandfather's dad ran moonshine and uh I'm sorry my grandmother's dad ran moonshine my grandfather helped him once they were married young and and together and just the stories were pretty radical and amazing so it can be super interesting to ask your elders just to tell you about their lives cuz I'm certain it's different than than what you're living now. I know for me that was the case. They're both transition, they're in heaven. I feel them all the time. I'll see pennies on the ground. I know it's pop. And with Mimi, I just hear her voice. I just hear her encouragement and love. So for those of you with elderly loved ones transitioned in spirit, I do believe and know from my experience that you can tap in to feeling them and hearing them and asking ask them to guide you. I asked Mimi and Pop to help me out just about every day and just show me I'm on the right path for everything important to me. Wow. This was completely unexpected. All this is all that I wrote down was about sharing with you the making sense podcast, Johns Hopkins for a resource. And, uh, I did want to share with you something I'm doing in my personal life. You might be as well. I've seen it go around Facebook is the 21 Days of Abundance with Deepak Chopra. It's really cool. And I I feel like I did this once before a, a while back, but somehow it has more meaning for me now. And I'm part of one of those groups, which I'm really enjoying that day one, just right, day one, done, day two, done, day three, done. And today I completed day four. And I'm really taking the time to actually light a candle, listen to the very short guided meditation, and then 
do the written exercises. On one of the days, it had to do with writing 50 people that have influenced you. And at first, I thought, oh my God, 50 people, that's so many. And when I actually sat down to write, I could quickly come up with 50 people that have impacted me, influenced me. They could be dead or alive. And uh, I think today had to do with someone that I know personally. It could it could only be, it only needed to be one or two people that you actually know personally, that you believe to be, you experience them to be living in abundance. And abundance could mean financial abundance, emotional abundance, happiness. And uh, I wrote down a couple of people that I know that to me really seem to be living in their abundance authentically and then did the meditation. There were additional four questions, one of them having to do with what does consciousness mean to you and for you. And uh, I took that time today to write out the answers and do the meditation. And I'm expecting to see results of abundance, more happiness, more money, more clients. That's why I'm really taking today an opportunity to reach out to me for FaceTime, phone, and Skype sessions, NOLA therapy. I've been doing it 20 years. It's not like I just started. So I really feel adept and qualified and confident at, in helping you through many, many issues that life presents us all at various times and in various ways. So check out the 21 Days of Abundance with Deepak Chopra if you haven't and uh, try it out. It's, it's really, I feel really connected to it. And it's nice to do it with a group because seeing everyone else complete each day, like I'm sending them wellness too. Like, hey, like I'm sending them abundance and, and help on their journeys. I've started when I even attend social gatherings, taking a moment. If I notice I start to feel overwhelmed or even socially anxious or bored, I will pause just within myself and just send love to the room, just beaming the room with love. And myself beaming everyone in the room with love. I'm just going to do that now. I beam love to you right now. All of you listening live, all of you watching on Facebook, hello. And all of you that will listen to this episode. Energy work is powerful. We are all vibrating particles as much as we look to be solid. There is evidence, there is science that proves this to be true. And when you start working in that quantum realm of creation it's when things really shift quickly for you as in manifesting things instantaneously feeling better instantaneously to really tap into the quantum realm of of energy and I've been talking to my clients about this those who are open and interested and they've been experiencing really positive results to feel better and when we feel better everything begins to unfold better for us it all starts from within I also created an online course that you can find at NOLA therapy there's a link I have streamlined my website into just buttons really concise buttons book release online class rates schedule my nonprofit which has to do with giving back I believe in giving back to others giving back as a way to just show appreciation and gratitude and so my online course has to do with tapping into this quantum realm by empowering ourselves i n empowerment and my premise stems from that everything really starts with 
inside of us, the way we feel, what we're thinking in between these two ears. Our thoughts generate our beliefs that we have about ourselves and about life. And then these beliefs begin to manifest as our actions. It's how we show up or don't show up, what we do, what we don't do, what we spend our money on is generated from what we believe to be important, which starts with the thoughts that we have around what we need and want and and place value upon. And then our actions over time, that becomes our patterns. And then that becomes our life. And so my online class, uh, it has to do with 20 videos that are four to seven minutes long on really practical psycho-spiritual tools that I teach you to use one of them being using a pendulum. I love my pendulum. I'm not wearing it now, but you can just use anything on a a weighted. I mean, this counts as a pendulum. It spins around directionally. Show me yes. And for me, yes goes right. And then clear. Show me no. No is back and forth. Let's ask a question. Am I Lisa Ta here? Spinning to the right. Yes. Am I Joe Brown? It's going back and forth. No. So I use my pendulum or any object on a weighted object on a chain or necklace to just confirm decisions that I might be uncertain of. And uh, you can do that too. Using a pendulum, another one of my videos is on crystal gridding, taking clear quartz crystal and gridding your home, your office, your car as a way to just raise the vibration of your space, of your spaces. I have a crystal, a little clear quartz I carry around in my purse even Uh, when I ski I put one in my pocket and it just helps me feel comfortable and safe whatever the practices we do that generate positive emotion that's the goal is we want to generate as much positive soothing emotion for ourselves that we can because then we're really present and available to be with others and make clear decisions our minds are at a place of peace so that we can access our decision-making skills and aptitudes versus when we're in crisis and we have all these stress hormones and adrenaline, cortisol, et cetera, being released in the brain. I mean, think about it. When you start to feel stressed, it's like you kind of freeze. Your thoughts become a bit almost like they're sputtering, like, like they're not just flowing. You don't know exactly what to do. It's because of the brain chemicals being released. So the more that you can promote dopamine, and serotonin flowing in your brain, the feel-good hormones that promote happiness and clear decision-making, the better. So these 20 tools, another one, for example, is creating an altar. I have altars, a small one in my Los Angeles apartment and office here in LA. And then at my house in New Orleans, I have a a bigger uh, altar there. And it's just objects of significance, rocks, crystals, pictures of loved ones, things you might find there's kind of a place to put them on and uh it just caused me to feel well-being and so I go through different things that I find important in our psycho-spiritual development like having a mentor the development of mentors throughout your life how you might access mentorship creating a morning routine an evening routine the role of angels in our life prayer what it is and what it isn't so check out my online class at nola therapy and while i'm having this time to just luxuriously talk about whatever comes to mind since i usually have a guest i also want to share with you if you don't know my book 
that's coming out in November of 2020. It's available for pre-sale right now on Amazon. It's called The Chiron Effect. Healing. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Our core wounds through astrology, empathy, and self-forgiveness. The astrology component has to do with Chiron. Chiron is the wounded healer planet, a minor planet, some call it an asteroid, between Saturn and Uranus that points to our core wounding that Carl Jung spoke about that object relationist spoke about. It's the rep- unwanted repetitive patterns that we seem to fall into, be it in partnership and romantic relationships with money, with our self-esteem, through neglect, abandonment. So I have specifically identified 12 core woundings. They are things like core wounding by abandonment, neglect by power in the expression and experience of power, in our creativity, um, in the immaterial world, and our health routines. And you can learn what your Chiron placement is. And the beginning of the book is a setup with things that I think are important to kind of set this whole paradigm up. Finding safety if you have experienced childhood trauma and abuse, which certainly the thoughts that we have about life, about people, about ourselves – are shaped by our experience. Certainly, we come into this world with a DNA blueprint, and that is continually imprinted through our life experiences. And some people that I know have had just wonderful upbringings and childhoods and great families, and and that's so awesome that their imprint and takeaway is that the world is a super safe, loving place to be in, and so they find they have a much easier time navigating life from a place of empowerment and empowerment, whereas others have experienced childhood abuse and trauma, and it causes an imprint that the world isn't safe, that it's there's it promotes mistrust about others, like feeling really guarded, feeling like you have to really like protect yourself, like you're all that you've got for you. And that's that's a painful and limit, limiting place to live from based from real life experiences. So I want to help you heal that, heal all of yourself through empathy for yourself, first of all, and then learning how to extend that to others, forgiving others progressively. Forgiveness, I've learned, is an actioned process. It requires action on your part, mental action, emotional action and effort at times requires verbalization to communicate your feelings when warranted and and moved when that moves you. And most importantly, though, for yourself, the progressive self-forgiveness for the things that we judge ourselves for. It is such a paradigm in our American culture to, um, to be harsh, to be a taskmaster, to believe that we change through being strict and beating ourselves up and it's really not true we we actually change and benefit from loving encouragement that could look like tough love loving encouragement could be hey 
get the hell up off this couch and go send that email. But you can say it to yourself in a way that with even some humor to motivate. So it's about self-motivation as well, motivating yourself to dig into where you need to forgive yourself and others. Okay, I'd like for people to call in. I don't have the call-in number in front of me. I don't know if the studio can help you with that. Let me go to my Facebook post about it. I know it's 323. Um, oh, it's right in front of me. Thank you. 323-203-0815. If you want to call in, talk about anything, I'm totally available. I would love to see your call. 323 203 0815. I'm just going to kind of chill out and see if anyone wants to call in. I usually don't take callers. Typically, I have a guest, which I really love. And to just inform you, some of my shows while I've been here in Los Angeles the last six weeks, I had the awesome opportunity to interview Sean Korn last Thursday. She is an internationally recognized yoga instructor and humanitarian. So authentic, so awesome. I have followed her work and known of her for a number of years. It was just a personal delight to be able to read her book, Revolution of the Soul, and then actually talk to her about it. So check out that episode. I also had my four-year anniversary here on LA Talk Radio the week before that with my dear friend and mentor, Aura Nadrich. She is the author of two books. I am certified as a thought coach through her Institute for Transformational Thinking. I love the work she offers in her two books, the first one being Says Who, and it's a method of inquiry where you look at the thoughts that you're thinking that don't serve you, that feel bad, that are negative, that are critical, that are judgmental, and you dismantle them. And you start by asking yourself, does this thought help me feel better? No, it doesn't. Do I want to believe this thought? No, I don't. Where did it come from? You take a moment to think about if this was something told to you in your upbringing or if it's something you picked up along the way thinking it's going to help you be better, but it doesn't. It cause you to feel like shit. And what do I want to believe instead? And an example is, say if you're out there feeling like I don't have enough money. Okay, that thought doesn't feel good at all. What do I want to believe? I want to believe I have enough money. So it starts by that I want to have enough money. Okay, how do I support myself to really believing that I can create enough money? And then you start to support yourself with affirming thoughts that I found helpful to write down that I'm open to new streams of abundance. I'm open to new streams of income. I'm open to receiving income in new ways that I'm not even aware of now. And so it's it's an j- inquiry and journaling type process that over time you're able to do in the moment, driving. And it's like, oh, there's a critical thought about myself. I want to release that and I want to replace it with a supportive thought. And you're able to generate those supportive thoughts more quickly in the moment. And her second book is called Live True. It's a mindfulness guide to authenticity. She's a third book on the way. You can find Aura's work at auranadrich.com. It's in my show notes as well. If you go to nolatherapy.com, there's a podcast button, and it allows you to play the podcast from four sources based on what kind of device you're listening from. Super easy, nolatherapy.com. Sean's Corn book is at seancorn.com. Let me think. Before that, I interviewed, and y'all call in. I'd really love to talk to somebody. If you're free and available, 
800-273-0815. It's also on my Facebook at Lisa Tahir and at NOLA Therapy. If you're driving and can't uh, remember the phone number. Oh, I also interviewed my friend Gayanne Bruno. She is a podcast host of Between the Sheets, a really dynamic show, a bit more raw than mine and unscripted with her co-host of, of Friends. They take on they take on typically two guests. Her show is on twice a month on Friday nights on UBN Network. And uh, Gayanne Bruno, Between the Sheets podcast dot com is really cool. She's had Margaret Cho on. I was on in March and tackling various topics from entertainment to spiritual topics, various authors, comedians, people just it's cool. It's different and always, always a good time for sure. I've also had Dr. Nick Pajic, a colleague and friend of mine of atlaspsychiatry.com. He's actually a cutting edge psychiatrist using really new techniques to help treat depression, like using ketamine therapy and other ways of electrically stimulating the brain to help people with depression and using just super cool techniques, atlaspsychiatry.com. I'm just kind of going through my archives. I had Jordan Woolen on. She's a licensed hypnotherapist in Los Angeles, lifeactivationtherapies.com. Fortunately, I'm blessed to have a good memory. I love remembering things about the people and places I care about. Jordan Woolen is an excellent practitioner. Check out Life Activation Therapies if you're interested in hypnotherapy. She does it remotely as well as in person. Let's see. Oh, I had Dr. Dawson Church on talking about his fantastic book, Mind to Matter. He is a psychologist that researched quantum physics, doing experiments and showing how our thoughts do materialize into things. And he's actually conducted the scientific research. I love reading about it and sharing it with you. So Dr. Dawson Church, mind2matter.com is a great resource. I'm thinking of who I have coming up now, looking ahead, because you can find all these archived episodes at NOLA Therapy. Coming up, I have um, next week, a dear friend and colleague of mine, Dr. Arwen Podesta of podestapsychiatry.com. She is another psychiatrist utilizing cutting-edge mind-body techniques, meditation, various, uh, like doing research. Actually, her website is podestawellness.com. She's on next week. Let me think of what to say about her that's more specific. She specializes in addiction, medicine, forensic psychiatry, and practices from an integrative and holistic perspective of medicine. She focuses on whole wellness, W-H-O-L-E, and she uses evidence-based practices, including massage, acupuncture, nutrition, lifestyle, behavior modification. She has an office with a whole host of practitioners in New Orleans, and she used to be here in Los Angeles, in fact. So podestawellness.com. Dr. Podesta is my guest next Thursday, the 19th. And uh, I have a woman coming on in early April, Josephina. She's a women's empowerment expert, love, intimacy, and liberation coach. I know her personally. We're going to talk about her work. Um, Just, yeah, I'm booked up through August. So 
lots of shows coming to you. All right, one more time. I'll share 323-203-0815 if you want to call in and talk about anything. And uh, I'm trying to think in conclusion what I'd like to share with you besides wanting to be of service and connect with you through therapy sessions. I took some time off at in 2019 to finish my book and now that it's completed and been picked up by Inner Traditions Publisher and coming out in November, remember to pre-order it now on Amazon or through NOLA Therapy. I am ready to get back to work with you and just available. I love direct service. I love working with teenagers. I have taught a lot of my teenage clients in high school to meditate remotely and in person. And uh, it's just such a powerful practice, meditation, to really naturally harmonize your brain, to naturally harmonize your anxiety. I started meditating because I experienced, I've experienced a lot of anxiety. And it was hard for me. I would work out only, like my main source of self-care was exercise. I'm a three-time half Ironman triathlete. I've done 16 half marathons countless 10Ks and 5Ks, but my body really wore out and I started to get injured and uh, I couldn't just run and bike, swim, lift weights like I was used to. So being injured kind of led me to have to find some other ways of self-soothing. And because of living out here in Los Angeles, I was exposed to meditation in a way that I hadn't plugged into in New Orleans. Certainly it's there. There's Reiki healing in New Orleans. There's everything that I found out here in New Orleans, but I wasn't resonating at that frequency in New Orleans. I spent more time being out in bars, to be totally honest, at that point in my life. And coming out to Los Angeles was a real awakening for me in a positive way to shift from efforting and action and like busting my ass to becoming I've always been introspective. It wasn't being more introspective. It was uh, trusting more, really learning to trust universal guidance and that practices that are more still and peaceful can actually create positive meditation to clients. I think it's resisted because we just don't believe it's going to work. And so I determined that I'm just going to try it out. I am going to try meditation and commit to it. And it's been miraculous to help me to not have anxiety in the same ways that I used to experience it. And when I do feel anxious, when I have anxious thoughts, fears, I'm able to just quickly shift to meditation as soon as I can do that and and allow it to dissipate. So meditation has become just a great tool in my life. And I'd love to teach it to you as part of our therapy if you'd be open to that and like that. Besides that, I do individual sessions. I do couples sessions. I work with teenagers, adolescents, college age people. I don't work with young children anymore, but I know practitioners who do. So I can definitely give you a referral for children 10 and under. And um, okay, it's looking like there won't be a caller today, which is fine. I have enjoyed just taking some time to share what's been on my consciousness around the coronavirus information that you can go get accurate information through Johns Hopkins University, reaching out to me at NOLA Therapy, 
And I also want to invite you to support my work. I have a crowdfunding campaign on Patreon. And if you go to my page, it's patreon.com forward slash all things therapy. I talk about different tiers and levels that you can support me for as little as a dollar a month, $5 a month on upward. It really makes a difference to allow me to research and do the work that I love, which is just learning more about everything to share with you. I believe we change consciousness one conversation at a time. That's why I created this podcast four years ago. I love co-creating with other people, sharing and highlighting their work. I believe when we let others shine, we shine also. So I uh, actually, you might not know this, but I read about 46 books a year. It's almost one a month. I did that one year, like 50 books a year, and it was a lot, to tell you the truth. I felt a bit overwhelmed by that. So, uh, you know, I, I've read that successful CEOs read a book a week, and I found it to help me stay sharp mentally and just constantly learning. Like I'm like a sponge, just wanting to digest and absorb things that are positive and helpful and then share them with you, like like integrate them and disseminate them to you, with you, with guests, without guests, whatever it is. I just really believe in this life of co-creation and journeying together. And it's my delight and pleasure to have had this time. Go to nolatherapy.com for everything. nolatherapy.com. And thank you. Have a really blessed day. Bye. You're listening to All Things Therapy with Lisa Tahir.